getting to know the listeners. This is exciting. I'm kind of nervous, though. Hi, everyone. I'm Patty Mayonnaise. I'm Doug Funny. <laughs> this is another round with Patty Mayonnaise and Doug Funny. Patty of the Mayonnaise to me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? That was the song you sang for Patty. Really? Patty of the something in my something. Patty of the something in my something. Brock from Pokemon saying wow. to Nurse Jenny. Please do. Also of the Pokemon universe. <laughs> Jenny. Oh, Jenny. And then there's uh, Officer Joy. Joy. Oh, Joy. I want woman man's what I want to be. But there's two perfect girls for me. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, Officer Jenny. Can't you see? <laughs> He's committed. <laughs> Y'all, the way Nina just looked at me right now from the dude, she looked up from her computer like, what is happening? <laughs> so one thing I realized is I looked this song up recently, and uh-huh. it's not even from like the most poppin' Pokemon movie. Is it's it, like it's a Pokemon fourth. deep cut. It's a deep- <laughs> Oh, shit. So literally no one knows this song. Well, I really enjoyed it. Um, I sing a lot when there's two perfect girls for me. Hey, hey, yo, whoa. Wait a minute, who's the other one? Who I got to fight? <laughs> uh, what we got on the show today, Trace? Um, so today we're going to do something that we have not done before. What's that? The thing that we haven't done before is we're going to talk to some of you. Some of yes, you. Our some very of our first another round call-in show. I'm so hyped. Yeah, so you know that we've been checking in with you about how you're doing with the holidays and your family and the state it's of rough. the world mm-hmm. and, you know, with the with the struggling and whatnot. With the Trumps and whatnot. It's your little, little oh, Trump. Oh, my gosh. It's and your listen. Little, it's your little Donald. <laughs> What's your little friend? What's your little president? <laughs> <laughs> mm, I heard about your little president. <laughs> yeah, that's oh how God. we should refer to him from now on because, oh. um, listen, we don't explain a lot of things for non-black people on the show, but I'm going to do you a favor right now and explain to you the Easiest shade that you just Easiest way to heard. invalidate an entire human. Invalidate, <laughs> discredit, just like completely just like shrink is put the word little mm-hmm. in front of whatever they are. I see like, your little girlfriend. Main thing, number your one. little job. I see your little friend. With your little apartment. Oh, look at your little shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I see you with your little president. I see you. So anyway. <laughs> Anyway, see what your little president elect. Um, How y'all doing? The stories that y'all have about y'all's families underneath the Whew. leadership, quote unquote, of y'all's president, y'all's upcoming president, has been crazy. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to call and talk to some y'all about it because oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, and we're also like sorry. Yeah, I apologize <laughs> that, in advance that we're all collectively going through this. So another area of life where. <laughs> white people are talking to brown people and it's getting awkward yeah is with our celebrities there was an incredibly interesting exchange between margaret cho and tilda swinton about her role in the movie dr strange Mm -hmm. marvel movie Mm -hmm. so you know there was money behind it they got money they got money and margaret of course we've had on the show before yeah Episode 36, get Look with it. Look at you knowing all the episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Chill my episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so in keeping with our theme of awkward racial conversation, <laughs> we are going to this have a good one. friend of the show, Gene Demby, back on to talk about what happened between Tilda and, Mar- and Margaret. Get to the bottom of it. It's yeah. awkward. It's weird. It's petty. I'm yeah. living for it. Let's do it. We have all the emails. <laughs> I'm so <Receipts>. excited. <laughs> we have all the receipts. <laughs> Let's get on with the show. Let's do it. Can I just talk to you about that? That email exchange was so fucked up. Wait, okay. Wait, 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 wait. So, quick backstory. I'm going to just try to sum it up as quickly as I can. 
So there's this movie, Marvel movie, Doctor Strange, Mad Money. Tilda Swinton was cast as someone who was originally Tibetan, the ancient mm-hmm. one. And she like real white, right? <laughs> she okay. real white. <laughs> she like mad white. Yes. <laughs> um, and apparently she had this conversation with Margaret Cho. And we know about this because Margaret Cho was on a podcast talking about this exchange she had with Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. And because Jezebel wrote this up, the podcast conversation. Mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton's people mm. released the emails, which was the full extent of their conversation. <sighs> oh, Not a <laughs> we all have a lot of feelings already, but absolutely. is that how you would summarize what happened? Yes, absolutely how I summarize what happened. And also, the way that it came across when Jezebel wrote it up was, okay, Margaret Cho lied about the way that exchange went down, right? So the headline for the original Jezebel piece is, Margaret Cho says she had a fight with Tilda Swinton over whitewashed Doctor Strange role. Right, right. That's what that's what the headline says. So I was like, oh, let me see what the market show on some bullshit. Let me see how you want. <laughs> right. And then if you actually if you actually read the emails, it would it just struck me as really familiar. You know what I mean? Like this is the kind of email we get all the time on Code Switch. And I get a lot of time personally, mm. right? In which some white person who honestly thinks of themselves as well intentioned sure. will send you an email basically like saying, I want to have a conversation with you about this issue. And you know what I mean? I'm not trying to play telepath here, but what they really want is some kind of absolution. You For know what something. I mean? For something. They're feeling. So what did Tilda say to Margaret? Well, she says, you know, I've heard that Margaret Cho was involved in this conversation about the casting of this movie, right? And, you know, um, how do we get ahead of this and how do we talk about this? And they're both exceedingly mm-hmm. polite to this whole exchange, right? I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan. The opening know. line is, we've never met, but you've been in my head for years. I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Right? I mean. Beautiful. And that's how, yo, that's how the opening lines in these emails are. <laughs> um, and Margaret Cho is like, look, I hear what you're saying. You know, you got to understand that people are upset because Asian American actors have been whitewashed out of movies for a long time. Your movie is not the first, right? Like, this is not about you specifically. But, you know, this is a historical thing. This is a institutional thing. This is about structures. So you start with this personal example you have, which is the immediate Tilda Swinton role. And then right. try to point to a sort of larger structural history exactly but i'm trying to say this nicely i think that white people are really vested in the idea that like any conversation about race is a conversation about personal things about personal things mm. which means tilda swinton is like moving this conversation back into the space of like what's going on in our heart right right the conversation stays polite even as this exchange goes on but it's clear that tilda swinton is like pushing back on the stuff like well that's not why i did this and these are the reasons yeah i'm a good person is like the undercurrent i'm one of the good ones can you please tell everybody that i'm one of the good ones can you please give me your co-sign always (sighs) gee you got some feelings i know don't let them out hold back let them out so since the election and me and jamel bowie of slate and tracy mcmillan cotton of everywhere and aisha harris of slate had this conversation about what it's like to be a black person who talks about race in public Mm. in the aftermath of Trump's election. Mm -hmm. And my inbox has been, like, on fire. (laughs) Like, just, like, random people, like, hey, so Mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot. Like, I mean, people I don't know, right? I mean, are these people who, like, follow your work at least? Um, I think so. I think so. And they just have these feelings, and they're feeling them at us, right? They're just like, Mm. I have feelings, I'm going to dump them on you. And... They're sort of asking for a thing that I can't give. I can't absolve you of whatever's going on in your life. And they want to have a conversation that's, like, optimistic, Mm. right? What suggests that to you in Tilda's exchange? (sighs) The way she responded to Margaret Cho by saying, like, I'm one of the good ones. And, you know, 
my history. I mean, I'm a 55 year old Scottish woman, right? From who lives in the Highlands. Oh my god! Myself on the on the screen. Do you know what like, that reminded me of? Heaven, what? we talked about this once on the podcast when Muhammad Ali passed. There's this great clip of him from like way back in the day on somebody's talk show, or whatever, and he's like going off about like racism and like how hard it mm-hmm. is for like a black man to do anything in the world. And this white lady stands up and she's like, "Well, it's also hard for Scottish people." He was like, "Stop! <laughs> no, no! Like your experience is not my experience, and I really, right. really, really, really hate it." When other people, whether they're like white or like, I mean, there are a lot of like different privileges where like they try to uh, bond with black people through like some like some thread of oppression that isn't actually there. Like, mm. oh my gosh, she was like, I have high cheekbones, so I can't get it. <laughs> Bitch, if you don't, what are you talking about? What do you? What are those cheekbones covered with? Porcelain ass skin <laughs> that gives you a very different experience. The exact quote Tilda has is, I'm a Scottish woman of 55 who lives in the Highlands. There's precious little projected on contemporary cinema screens. That means a great deal to my life, if truth be told. Uh, I was like, I was like, uh, when she said that, I like turned my head all the way to the side. But as Margaret Cho pushes back, she's like, I don't know what you want me to say to that other than, you know, this is a historical trend, right? This is not just about you. It's about Scarlett Johansson. Yes, it's bigger than you. This has happened a lot. And I feel like there is, I was talking to this this brilliant researcher named Philippa T. Begoff. He does all this stuff on unconscious bias, right? That's what he's famous for. But Mm. we had this conversation a couple weeks ago because, you know, after the election, everyone was saying like, hey, we shouldn't call people who say racist things racist because we can't pull them (laughs) along. And, what Philip was saying to me was basically, and this like blew my mind when he said it, he's like, basically, our popular understanding of racism is racist because it centers entirely on what is going on in white people's hearts, right? And so, like, these big things that affect people of color, things that we can measure and we can see in the world, housing segregation, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, because they become about what's happening in white people's hearts. Then we have to litigate like what's going on in people's like inner lives, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it becomes about what was happening in that individual cop's head, right? Or in this case, right. what was happening in individual casting director's head, or what was happening in Tilda Squinton's head. I mean, and the reality is we can't know those things. We and always so have convers- to give them the benefit of the doubt that we never ever get. And we can't know what's going on, but these things keep happening anyway, right? Mm-hmm. We never can have the conversation about personal decisions that people make and and societal decisions that we make, right? Because we have to have the conversation about like whether someone is good or bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that basically mm-hmm. bogs down the conversation yeah. in a way we can't get to anything that we need to talk about. I feel like we don't get as many of these emails as you get, like the kind of emails from white <laughs> folks. Like, Let's trade live. Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> Freaking Friday. Uh, right. But we, we do get some and we don't respond to them like very intentionally. Like we're not here to be anybody's diversity counselors or make you feel better about any of the like misguided shit. Do you and your job have like a similar policy? Do you engage with people who write you looking for that sort of shit? Yeah, so um, we we do sometimes. I mean, we get it, uh, we have a, a team email, right? And so all the stuff, all the emails we get from the podcast come to us, mm-hmm. um, and we look at them, and sometimes we will forward them, like, hey, there's something to think about, you know, if it's useful. Yeah. But we get a lot of the emails I was just talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And there's actually no rhyme or reason as to when I respond. Like, especially, like, if I'm really irritated, sometimes I, that like, makes me want to respond. And so, and I often have to, like, push myself away from the screen for a second. And I'll read it to the team, like, let me just read this out loud to y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, these Tilda Swinton-ass emails that we get. Right? <laughs> um, and one of the things that was really interesting to me about the response, and I think the, that was, like, sort of telling to me about the response that people had to the Tilda Swinton emails were, like, she was really polite. As if that matters. Right. But also... When we talk about these emails amongst ourselves and our team, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, I, I will turn to someone else and be like, yo, this is, this is bananas. Like, I can't believe this person wrote this, right? <laughs> and if I respond, 
I will respond like literally with the same kind of politeness that mm. Margaret Cho used, right? I've mm-hmm. ended emails with "Hope this helps," right? <laughs> um, and they're like, "You're like, just mean." The way, <laughs> just she just literally the way said, "Hope this helps," <laughs> right? Like, like I will, I will like here's some links, blah blah blah. Hope mm. this helps, right? Mm-hmm. And I realized that. For that person at the other end of the email, they think we had a perfectly polite exchange mm-hmm. because they don't know that we were over here like, are you, are you? And so <laughs> when all these people were like, Margaret Cho mischaracterized that exchange, I was like, no, 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 she didn't. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that was the experience she was having in that email, which was not Tilda Swinton's experience. And I think for a lot of white people reading that exchange, they like only saw the part in which they were being polite to each other. They yeah. didn't mm. imagine what was happening off the page where Margaret Cho was probably looking around like, this, this what the f-? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> First of all, and I don't know this woman from a hole in the wall. Exactly. And here she comes. That's wild. This one woman sent me like a 700-word email about like how... <laughs> she sure did. Um, I, like, I do not know this woman at all. She sent it to my personal account. It wasn't even like she sent it to the coach. Yeah. She was like, hey, I don't know you, but here's some things I'm thinking and what are we going to do? And blah. I was like... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like there's a thing that happens when people of color get these emails from people, at least, like, I mean, this was the case for me in the beginning until I was like, you know what, I'm just not going to entertain this stuff because I don't Mm -hmm. have to because I'm not getting paid to do this part of this labor. But it really puts people in, like, a really awkward position to be like, oh, I don't want to deal like this today, but maybe I have to because I want to help, like, the whole racism shit. Like, people just (laughs) don't know that they don't have to do it, you know? You people feel conscripted, right? Right! Oh, oh my God, it's a (laughs) conscription. Racial conscription. The race wars, y'all. White people, your emails are conscription. (laughs) But it was fascinating because how many white people were like, well, how are we supposed to learn? Right? Mm. If you don't answer these questions. If you don't teach me. How are we supposed to learn? Who shall? Right. It's not like there have been books written on this stuff, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. And, you know, there was this study that's found that, like, you know, 75% of white people don't have any mm. non-white friends, right? Yep, they have yep, no yep. friends of color whatsoever, right? So that's why they're and reaching so, like, out to the one they know they don't Twitter. know any other <laughs> They've decided, they've race inflated us, right? Race inflation. Like, I've followed you on the internet. We're friends now. Let me ask you these questions. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and I should say here, back up. Like, I'm back up a little bit. Like, I am a feminist who has a very flawed feminism, you know what I mean? And, like, Trace and I have been friends for a million years. Like, she's called me out when I've messed up, right? Mm, Sometimes listen. you need your people to call you out, you mm. know what I'm saying? That is really important. you about your little views, your little beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if you don't have people to call you out, like, mm. I sort of understand why you would be like, well, I need to talk to someone who's people who have thought about this stuff. Word. But the thing is that there's this irritation that people have when you're like, nah, I'm not trying to do that. And they're like, well, how am I supposed to How could you? Like, yeah, like, hell no, what am I supposed to do now? Oh, it's not, it's it's unfair. I mean, literally just today, someone was like, well, you know, it doesn't help when someone tweeted this at us at Code Switch. It doesn't help <laughs> when you don't know if whether someone's going to be if they're going to respond in, uh, uh, honestly or if they're going to send you to a bunch of links. I was like, a bunch of links is a response. You know what I'm Listen, saying? Listen, like, you got to do some work, but I mean, that's an honest response. Absolutely. Something that I learned from a one Miss Heaven Nagatu is that it's I'm more... Is that fairness is more important than niceness. I believe mm. my exact quote was, fuck politeness. Right. I was trying to be polite and phrasing it <laughs> that way. More. But uh, I just feel like there's so much at the heart of this that's like what Margaret did wrong was like express herself which is like right. as a person of color it's impolite to mm-hmm. do that or to say something to give the answer that the white person in that moment doesn't want to hear because when they hit you up they're looking for a very particular thing for right. you to say and when you give them something aside from that it's like oh oh my gosh you're just just so so aggressive just so this just so that it's like no you're just 
uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I just told you what you already know <laughs> to your face, you yeah. know, and it's face. not my problem. Absolutely. Two things that this email exchange, one, I was just like, yo, I'm going to start taking notes from these Margaret phrases. Some of them were just like excellent. What are your favorites? One of them was like, uh, but this particular case of the ancient one is just another in a long list of whitewashed Asian characters. And so you're likely to feel the heat of history. Ooh! Because a lot of what happens is white people. got its flames on Listen, listen. White people feel like, oh, I feel so attacked. Me as an individual, it's all about me. It's like, bruh. Someone suggested that I have been affected by the toxicity that is the racism that our country is founded on. Like, fucking, of course you have. Welcome to being alive. You know? (laughs) Right, right, right. Welcome to being alive. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Tressie said in the conversation we had on Slate, like, when white people reach out to us, she says, I'm going to just quote her here, white readers want absolution. They mm. they also want to manage all the risks of interracial contact in a way that minority groups can never do. Woo! It is a really privileged ass, right? Basically, no. they are offloading, right? They're offloading all of the risks mm. of of offense or whatever onto, on, onto people of color when they make these asks. And you can tell, like, what happened in the end was Tilda Swinton said, I want to talk to you about this stuff, Right. And basically the ask was really about, like, I want you to tell me what I already want to hear, right? And I want you to help me. And then when Margaret Cho had a different experience with that exchange, they blew up her spot, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, like, the in the end, the risks all fell on her, right? Mm-hmm. In the end, the conversation became about Margaret Cho being a drama queen, right? Mm-hmm. And she was a liar and she was just being dramatic, right? Making it and, something that it wasn't. Exactly. And and so, like, I just find it fascinating that the risks are so asymmetrical, right? That the people of color absorb all the responsibility for the labor mm-hmm. and all the responsibility for the risk, you know what I mean? But white people are the people who feel like, oh, I can't walk into this conversation because I might risk something. Right. Yeah. No, you yeah. rarely do. I would like to end on this note. Um, I said <laughs> on Twitter the other day that if I was a white person, I would be embarrassed at how, like, all my cohorts expect to be coddled and handheld and coddled. treated like... They can't handle reality. That would offend me, you know? White mm-hmm. people, be angrier at this. Talk to your girl. Talk to all the Tildas in your life. <laughs> Gather your Tildas. <laughs> get them All your well-spoken, together. high cheekbone Tildas. Yes. Get your Tildas. Put them in the same spot, the same, I don't know. I don't, I didn't think this metaphor through. Okay. I wanted to mention <laughs> the patty mayonnaises because I thought it would have been like a good callback, but you know was what? Was patty mayonnaise white? Wasn't she, she like She wasn't brown? though. <laughs> Skeeter, who was blue, was really Yeah, black. he's obviously yeah. black. He's obviously black. Okay, so this will definitely happen on another episode. <laughs> Gene Dimby, thank you for joining us in, in allowing us to be your therapist because you just, <laughs> you just seemed like you had something on your soul. I was like, we need to get Gene in here to, to let it out, to exhale, shoop. Shoop, shoop, shoop. You're not going to join in the scene? Hello? Okay. Gene, smooth left you hanging. (laughs) All right. Gene, where can the people find you in your work? Uh, I'm at Code Switch, NPR Code Switch on Twitter. Um, Our podcast, the Code Switch podcast, is about race, ethnicity, and culture. Holler at us. Just don't don't be a tilde. I think it would benefit some people who are not often in these conversations to hear the calculus that people of color often have to sort of uh, run through before they engage the stuff. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. So for all your racial calculus needs, check out NPR <laughs> Code Switch. <laughs> Hi, TJ. Hi, TJ. Oh, my God. Oh! Hi. What, what, what is up? up? <laughs> How you doing? 
I'm good, girl. These white people are driving me crazy. You know I just got out of work. <laughs> I like it was one of those days where like on my breaks I was looking at like primal screaming like <laughs> uh, one of those workshops. Like it was it was one of those. But I made it. I made it. Oh my gosh, but listen. <laughs> Hopefully we can we can help you blow off a little bit more steam since you were fresh out of work away from your white people. I know you have a lot of oh stuff on your heart and your spirit and your mind. But before be we perfect. do that, <laughs> before we do that, congratulations on your recent wedding. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you so much. So I'm very invested in your story because uh. um, I see that you are from Indiana. Yes, girl. And I've had a couple of bouts with you on Twitter about this. You hate not Indiana. Listen, yes, we can have it out right here. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, On a serious note, though, Indiana, from my experience with it, is not the most tolerant place. So for you, mm-hmm. as a black man married to a white man, apparently his family, things were cool until Thanksgiving when, quote, people got drunk. Because you, oh, quote, girl. can't argue with liquor. <laughs> that is the best, the best. And uh, true. <laughs> One fact. One fact. Right. Do you it's know so how real. often I've been loud and belligerent and completely wrong while drunk? <laughs> girl, try to tell one of your homegirls it's time to go when she is crunk at the club. Oh, no, no. <laughs> like, Why we got to go? This my song. I can just get an Uber. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's usually exactly. me. <laughs> so, um. Right. Like me too. Let me not play. Sound like we need to hit the clubs together. Um, So Thanksgiving was going okay until the liquor came out. Um, And y'all get to talking about Trump. What happened? So before the liquor went down, you know, everything was really about, you know, we are just went on our, or we just had our first wedding anniversary. So all the questions are, you know, like, when are the babies coming? And I'm like, when are you going to give us $20,000 to have a baby? You know, after that <laughs> happens, um, and the liquor happens, that's when you start having the private conversations oh, about, no. like, so, so our, our next president, man, you know, oh. like, you got the, the, got the big Donald Trump, you know, got, got Donald Trump making America great again. And like, oh, so these are, you know, these are some Trump supporters, his family. Just a couple, but that's the thing. Okay. Like, his family is full of unioners, and, like, they were kind of split. It was weird. So, like, for the most that's part, before the liquor came in, no one really talks about <laughs> it. But, like, when you get to the garage where, you know, you're getting a drink or whatever, there's someone there and they want to talk to you about it real quick. Or, like, mm. so how do you feel? Like, trying, like kind like kind of gloating about it like mm. i can tell but like i am like i said 25 years growing up in the state of indiana i know <laughs> good and well You've seen this how before. to avoid a conversation with a white person i don't yeah. want to have <laughs> yes, no, yes. <laughs> yes, my mama taught me well thank you very much like, oh my goodness have a white person voice on the phone when someone's trying to get money for no right no, right and you know, it was a lot, mostly avoidable, um, but there were a couple of times where I felt kind of cornered, you know, when my husband was, like, talking with, you know, one of his cousins or whatever. Mm. Were and, you the, one of the only black people at this dinner? Oh, girl, I'm the only black person. I'm so stressed out. This is so stressful. So did you anticipate that people would be voting for Trump and this family? Now, that's the thing. Like, with the, like, I always expected this is 
union area. You know, mm. this is, of course, going to go blue. Of course, they voted for, uh, you know, Hillary, whatever. Mm. Um, and especially when a lot of them went to our wedding, you know, mm. and enjoyed it and had so much fun and still talked <laughs> Ate to all us the about, shrimp. like, girl, <laughs> we had a drag queen at our wedding. Like, oh! a RuPaul's Drag Race, Drag Race, Drag Queen. And yeah, one that of sounds I know. <laughs> oh, it was the Wait, it was who the was, who was the drag queen? Who was that? We have Fifi O'Hara. It was before Oh my gosh. Day, but yes, it was so much fun. Wow. It was so much uh, fun. I know, but like they were there enjoying, drinking our, like their, our free liquor for mm-hmm. them, you know. There were a couple people that surprised me, I'll say. Do you feel like there's something you wish you could have said to them? Oh my God. Every, I feel like, I feel like every black person has something they want to say to every white person. <laughs> 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 I feel like Tell us they a few didn't of those. have that filter on. <laughs> exactly. Um, but my husband and I have been talking about it before. Like, we could walk into this and have, you know, some sort of confrontation. And, like, mm. my husband Matt is just, like, anti-confrontation at all times. Oh, but, like, boy. will pop off when he needs to. Okay. okay. Um, That's good. That's you good. Know. You want me you back. Know, exactly. Like, mm. exactly. It, right. Um, <laughs> but you pump yourself up before and, like, oh, I'm going to say all this shit. Like, mm. I'm woke as fuck. I know what the fuck to say to get you together. Mm. Um, but when you get there, and especially after, you know, I've been there for hours at this point and had a good time with all of them, mm. and then they bring this shit up. Yeah. It's like, that, until that point, like, I, I'd never questioned it. So you also told our producers that you're, you identify as very Black Lives Matter, hashtag. Oh, but, my gosh, um, yes. But as somebody who exists in white spaces, there's still, like, the quote-unquote respectable Negro thing that you want to play sometimes just for the sake of, like, getting Ooh. through the day or getting through the situation, getting through a dinner with drunk Trump supporters, right? Right. So if you decided to completely abandon the um, the calm, non-threatening part of you that doesn't, you know, doesn't challenge people when they're, like, talking crazy to you. How do you think your husband would respond? Would he support you? Oh, see, that was a big thing about why I married this man is because he's never once since we've been together, like, and he's seen me pop off on people. Like, (laughs) never once tried to silence me. Mm. And especially with, like, I have a younger sister who's in high school and just seeing her, like, seeing the challenges that she's going through that I went through mm-hmm. just because she is a black girl mm-hmm. in this, like such a, such a white space. That's why I'm vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Like saying that black lives matter, like it's black lives don't just matter for all the people who like are pro black, who live in like black spaces. You know, when you say black lives matter, all black lives fucking matter. So like people yeah. incarcerated, people who are like, as much as I don't like, as much as I fucking hate Stacey Dash, or I want to say I do, like, <laughs> right. even Stacey Dash. Listen, like, even Stacey Dash's to... life matters. <laughs> exactly. I've exactly. Never and especially want to, like, pop off on her or whatever. Yeah. Girl, that, I had, that came, I came to that realization after a few too many drinks, let me just say. <laughs> like, I've had to, that was in some deep meditation, some deep bourbon med- and med- meditation. Oh, That's my God. TJ, I want to talk to you all day and forever and learn more about you and your amazing husband um oh my gosh you guys have been so fun thank you well again congratulations on your wedding and congratulations on finding a good one it sounds like you did well yes thank you girl thank you so much i'll I'll keep them i think okay (laughs) and you know what if you gotta send it back to the store it happens just keep your receipt (laughs) (laughs) hello hello 
Hi, Hi. Katrina. Is Hi. This Katrina. Oh my God. It's so nice to talk to you. It's so nice to talk to you. Fan. Thank you. So from what we understand, what our producers have told us is that you have a grandma um, and you, both you and grandma come from a Mexican Chinese family, right? Yes. And grandma is married to this white dude who we shall call Pop Pop. Because <laughs> <laughs> That's I think a good that, name for him. Awesome. Pop Pop. So Pop Pop's got a little problem. And this problem is that he uses the success of other brown cultures to support and justify his anti-black racism. Is that accurate? Yep. Girl, that sounds stressful. So do you find that this behavior has gotten worse post-election? Um, I don't. I think it's uh, these ideas that he's had that the media keeps feeding. Mm. And so he talks about, you know protesters as you know writers that kind of language oh so like all of the all the typical like the the use of coded language Mm. like using the when you really mean black person like that sort of thing exactly exactly Uh, it's so ugly yeah so how does that like what how have you been trying to deal with that well i try to stay calm and answer his questions as logically as possible. Mm-hmm. So the first time that we talked about things was after Trayvon Martin, and so it was like Thanksgiving, and that was a really rough one because he comes from a family policeman, mm-hmm. and Ooh. so dun, that dun, dun. was um, a really, really tough one to even try to get towards. But this last one, I think, went a little bit, better and now i'm gonna buy him a book and hope he reads it oh that's good wait you said this one went better why what why do you think that this one went better i think because he kept asking me questions that's a good sign yes that's a good sign yeah and so i think he respects my intelligence enough to ask me questions and and to keep probing but there's still like so much that is underlying like all of his assumptions. Uh-huh. So it's just hard to even get to a place of common understanding. So you mentioned that you have bought them a, a book? Yeah. Um, I was talking to a colleague. Um, she's reading The Warmth of Other Suns about the Great Migration. Yes, by Isabel Wilkerson. And so it sounds amazing. And so she, she's a white person, and she was like, oh, I didn't realize my family passed down wealth this way. And so she... Is already, you know, San Francisco kind of woke, and she was reflecting on on her privilege because of that book. Mm-hmm. So I thought it might be a good starting point for him. Do you feel like he's amenable to facts? <laughs> is he open to logic? <laughs> Not a given these days. Not a given. Um, it's it's tough to get there. So I'll ha- I have to like break things down, and so. I got him to say, like, well, maybe most people aren't that way. I'm like, yeah, hey. maybe you shouldn't make assumptions about giant <laughs> groups of people. <laughs> the tiniest baby step. Oh, my gosh. It's important. Yeah. Though. Baby, baby, baby step. So. <laughs> and how does the rest of your family respond? How's your grandma respond? Oh, good question. Well, my grandma does not hear very well. So she was sitting in the oh. passenger seat, possibly only catching glimpses, I think, that's why their marriage works, because she can't really hear him. You know Wait. what? The key to staying married to a man. <laughs> it's find a way to not have to listen to him. I, yeah, I can barely hear him. This marriage works excellently. 
he he talking about something. I don't know what it is. It's fine. <laughs> All right, Grandma. <laughs> well, Katrina, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your family with us. Quick tip. Maybe you and mom and anybody else in the family could read The Warmth of Other Sons together and have a little book club situation and talk about it. I am definitely going to read it with my lady book club, so I'll try to keep them posted and I don't know. I'll try to keep them in the loop. Uh huh. You listen, yeah. you're doing the Lord's work. All of this stuff takes energy and heavy <laughs> lifting, and God bless you for doing it. Yeah, stay strong in the struggle, girl. Yeah, stay strong in the struggle. Uh, also, if any of our listeners have good book recommendations, let us know. Um, send us all of your um, book recommendations to wake up the sleepy people in your life. Katrina, thank you so much for listening to another round. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I love you too. Oh my God. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hi, hi Jess. Jess. Oh my God! Hi, ladies. So, Jess, you are from Boston. Condolences. Oh, <laughs> shots fired oh, at Boston. Oh no, no, that is accurate. It is so cold. I mm. can't even tell oh. you. Exactly. You're oh. welcome, everyone. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, quick ba- uh, background on your story. So, you have a transgender wife, and who you, we shall call Jay. Yes. Uh, whose family you've been struggling to communicate with? Because they regularly basically invalidate her identity. Yeah, what do you mean by they invalidate her identity? Uh, okay, so it's been over a year, and Jay's mom refuses to use her name or oh. her pronouns. Wow. And just acts like it's the world's worst imposition, and she couldn't possibly, possibly do this. Oh, my favorite is that she asked my wife to come as her no. dead name self. To her funeral. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my oh, yeah. god! Right. The so we're dealing with that. <laughs> so this is like more than this makes me uncomfortable, right. and I forget to use your actual name and pronouns. This is like this feels a willful, yeah, violence. It, it's, it's like all about her and about how it how it's not good for her and why does she have to do this? Yeah, it's like that. So how Jeez. do you? What do you even? Ad- do in a situation like that yeah how do you even well, have a relationship with the family well we uh we use the dan savage methodology of give them a year of give them a like, year give them a year to act like an idiot and then after that you your your best leverage on your family is your presence so you is, just take it away if they don't show yeah. up yeah. Oh, much. Where are you in the in the year so far? I'm assuming you've already implemented. Uh, it. like sixteen months. So like we're we're past. Wow. Oh, no. yeah. So does that mean that y'all like there's no communication anymore? Well, uh, it's been after the election, and uh, my mother-in-law's attitude is, well, we'll see. Like, how bad will it get? We'll see. Well, you you don't have anything to worry about. In we'll regards see. to Trump in particular. Yeah. Oh. Ma'am, your daughter is transgender, and this man is not going to help anybody who's any, like, women at all. Right. So so to have that kind of attitude mm-hmm. and not, no, no empathy, no sense of you're right, that's hard, or I, I mean, I don't necessarily like other aspects of the political climate, but I support my child. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got oh, a man. kid. I can't imagine not supporting my kid. Right. 
No, I mean, it just it goes against all reason. So speaking of support, one of the things that we talk about a lot on the show is self-care and being kind to yourself. And we also know that when you're somebody who's taking care of somebody else who's going through a whole lot, that, mm. you know, sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves. Are you taking care of yourself? Do you have people who are looking out for you when you get very frustrated with the situation? Like, what, what do you do? How do you take care of yourself? Well, first of all, I listen to you guys. Oh, I was not fishing, I promise, but I'll take it. <laughs> no, seriously, you're, you're ongoing, like you're constantly talking about self-care, and so that's always present in my mind. I'm thinking about what can I do to make sure that I don't just go off the rails and have to be hospitalized. Right, right. right. I go to a lot of therapy. Shout out to a therapy. Lot. Yes, therapy. I Shout know, out right? to a lot of therapy, first of all. <laughs> I go to a lot of therapy. <laughs> I need to go to a lot of therapy. Good. Therapy is the best. Yeah. And I have a lot of great friends. And I mean, okay, so we can diss a little bit on Boston, but it's also a really nice bubble. Uh-huh. So I'm surrounded by people who love me and support us both. And the trans community in Boston is all right boston i'm surprised i don't know a lot about boston but it doesn't strike me as the most like inclusive place well well, think about all of the universities alone bring Mm. the the level of 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 liberal to i mean and think about who our senator is elizabeth warren okay human being on the planet Mm -hmm. she'll be going off yeah she's the best yeah and you know so we have great support i mean there's there's a ton of trans community um activism going on like in in like the places where i work they are everywhere they're just just in the, in the area that's Not awesome. even part of my work and they're right next yeah to me, because so. when you can't get it from family you have to like go yeah. to you have to find family elsewhere which it sounds like you've done a really really good job doing okay. so shouts I to am- you Um, Of course. But I do have one more question, though, to bring it back to family. If you could say one thing to your wife's mom uninterrupted and had and really had her receive it, what would that one thing be? Oh, I think that I would ask her, what is she so what is she so afraid of? Ooh, Like, what is it that causes her to not? channel i mean she's supposedly a good christian and she's supposedly not a good it. christian mm. and she's not showing it by loving her child mm-hmm. and giving that child unconditional love mm-hmm. like isn't that what a christian is supposed to do to their child i mean much less any normal human being right right and just like what is it i mean i, I really feel like there's something going on there that i just want to understand what mm-hmm. is it yeah. That makes her shut down. Yeah. Well, listen, Jess, I'm so glad that you have a good support system in your life and that your wife has you to lean on. Um, it sounds tough, but y'all sound tough too. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um, tell your tell um the supposed good Christian <laughs> in your life that we're praying for her. Uh-oh. Straight to God. Straight to God. Ooh. Um Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and good luck and happy holidays and keep Thanks. listening to another round i just wanted to say one last thing sure. is that i really appreciate you uh encouraging your listeners to keep going even though it's hard Aww. that you know i'm talking to my family well my my in-laws even though it's hard because how else are they going to understand mm-hmm. the people who are marginalized mm-hmm. unless i 
do something that's uncomfortable and frustrating. Ah, if you want something different, you gotta do something different. So thank you for being the voice of reason Aww. in my earbuds every week. Aw, thank you so much. Listeners, be like Jess. <laughs> thank you, my friend. Of course. Thank you, Jess. Happy holidays. Good luck to Thanks. you. Keep your head up. I appreciate it. Hi, Hi Norea. Hi. Okay, so Norea, your story comes to us via our producers. They tell us yeah. that you are a mixed Filipina white woman. Yeah, so my, my dad is white. My mom uh, immigrated to the Philippines um, in her 20s. They met when he was in the Navy during Vietnam. Okay. So they met there. He brought her back to the small town in Indiana where I grew up. And when did you start identifying as a non-white person? I think race was always something that was presented to me as as black and white. You know, like there's black right. people who live in Gary, and then there's <laughs> and then there's uh, what I thought was us. Like that was how it was presented to me, and and I knew my mom was an immigrant, of course. It took getting out. Mm. To be like, oh, that that thing that kept happening to me, that that having to defend my existence everywhere I went in Indiana, you know, just constantly being asked, what are you? Like, that was, that was the question. That's how people phrased it. Yeah. What are you? People love Um, to ask that question. What are you? So they can figure uh, out how to treat you, which is very, very wet. And, and I, I had no way to, I had no vocabulary. I had no way to articulate why that was so uncomfortable and so so hurtful so you eventually got to a point where you um very intentionally identified and described yourself as a woman of color but your dad who um is white yes yes did not (laughs) think of you that way right so it was actually really sweet it started out really sweet like he calls me up um you know i live in seattle now Mm -hmm. he called me up a few days after the election and, um, you know, we, we haven't been able to ever talk about politics. So, it, like, to his credit, he calls me up and he says, I want you to know that I didn't vote for Trump. Did you think he, he had? I wasn't sure and I was afraid to ask. Listen, <laughs> I am so real. <laughs> I understand. Okay, so he calls yeah. you up. He says he didn't vote for Trump. Right. And I said to him, thank you. Like, as a woman of color, I thank you. And then we proceeded to have like a pretty, for us, like a pretty decent conversation about race, which we never really had. And mm-hmm. so I was actually feeling kind of hopeful, like for us to be able to talk civilly about the situation and sort of have a shared horror over mm. Trump. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like it felt like, oh, maybe there is some way that people can come together. Maybe we do have some shared values um as americans so in the conversation that you and your dad were having when you said as a woman of color i thank you like do you remember the words that he said like what his initial response was to you you know i don't like what happened was here's what happened (laughs) (laughs) what had happened was my sister sent me this text a few days later and she's like she, she lives in the same town as my dad so she sees him all the time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, I was talking to dad. And um, he mentioned that you referred to yourself as a woman of color. 
on the phone the other day, and he seemed genuinely like confused or amused by it. And mm. and confused she said to him, or amused. <laughs> yeah, like Those he couldn't are two quite pretty tell. different emotions. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we actually talked about it last week because I finally got the nerve to like call him up and confront him about it. So, mm. um, so what, like, what did you say? I was like, hey, I got this text from my sister, and um, and and his response was, well, I just don't think of you as any race, and that I see you as an individual, and I get this from from especially white people that like I see you as an individual, yeah, like I, you know. I mean, and I, just... I hear that. I feel like that's a little bit different with, like, outside white people. Mm. It's your father. <laughs> Do you feel like he, he, he sees himself as left out for in some way? Well, when a person have, has a child of a different gender, you know, I mean, gender obviously is, like, a more fluid thing. But, I mean, like, if he can relate to his child as a woman, could he not relate to her as a woman of color? I'm... I'm I do not know what white people Answer think. Answer the question, Evan. <laughs> I do not know how white people think. I'm just you're asking right, you're right, you're right. how he may be feeling at that time. Yeah. yeah. What was it about that sent- statement that like took him aback? What he said was, I just feel like we need to get past these labels. Can um, you tell my society and my America to get past the labels? Because when they do, then I will. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I, I was like, well, I, you know, I, I get that. Like, I'm as tired of race as anyone. No, nobody is <laughs> more know? tired of race than the people but, who are oppressed by racism. <laughs> nobody is more tired. I nobody. I would love to so, never talk about exactly. this. I would love that. I would love it. <laughs> I would love right. it. I'm with you. I'm with white people. We're with you on this. <laughs> however, we agree. <laughs> like, however, like, we're not quite there yeah. yet. And, and for you to, like, for for you to, I mean, this happens to me all the time where people say to me, like, oh, you're Asian, but you're not Asian, Asian. Or right, I don't think of you right. that way. Or, you know, like the other ones. Not like that, <laughs> right, it's so dismissive you know. and belittling. Right. And, like, I feel like people say that thinking that they're making other people feel seen, but you're really doing like the exact opposite. Like, you're erasing a big yeah. part of me that defines my experience, and it, it doesn't help. So, okay, question. Yes. Do, like, what, how are you feeling about you and your dad's relationship going forward? Like, do you feel hopeful that he's going to get a little more woke and that y'all can, like, keep working on it? Oh, it's hard. You know, he's 70. Mm. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I, I, you know, came to terms a while ago, like when I had kids of my own, that if I wanted to have a relationship with him and model to my children mm. that, you know, despite your differences, family is family. Mm. And even though it's hard, you do what it takes to love mm. them, you know. And and for me, that involves a lot of acceptance and forgiveness mm-hmm. of things that are, are not easy, mm. you know. At least, like, at least we're having a conversation. And is he going to change? It's, are those are those blinders going to be lifted? Mm-hmm. Like, I... I have no idea, and I and I and I'm hesitant to hope for that because it's something I wanted so badly for yeah. so long. And like, and when you want someone to change, like that's usually a recipe for for misery. <laughs> this is this is heavy and it's tough and it's your dad, and I can tell how much you love him. So I mean, hang in there, girl. Fight the good fight for as long as you can, and don't forget <sighs> to take care of yourself because you're important. Na 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 na. Thank you, and thank you guys so much. Like you have been 
just a lifeline for thank um, you so much and yeah. thank you for your work thank you for yeah. listening to our work because otherwise this would just be us in the closet talking to nobody <laughs> <laughs> doing girl you know i am so great good ready for christmas time (laughs) christmas time in omaha of all places is that where you're like from on purpose i was like they is that where i'm from on purpose (laughs) where you were born (laughs) i was not born here so i actually have lived here for like the last 10 years that's what definitely has grown on me uh-huh. But currently, it is negative five degrees outside, oh, no wind no. chill. So no, it's no, no, freezing. No, 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 no. That's not okay. Um, we're <laughs> yeah, going to no, pray no, no, for no, you. No. We're going to pray for you on thank that. You. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So Omaha, very white place. You have this boyfriend yes. who is also white. Yes. Yes. Um, so and... I love him so much. <laughs> can we give Can we give your boyfriend a, a fake name? I would love to give him a fake name. Oh, okay. Is that okay? Um, How yeah, about Yeah, you do it, Kevin Duncan Walt. Spike. Spike! <laughs> Congratulations, Chad. your boyfriend's new name is Spike. All so, right, the so issue that you Spike. are having, yes. What Spike's family yes, would, great not, people. <laughs> would not stop touching your hair over Thanksgiving? Yes. Okay. Yes. Tell us, give us a breakdown. No. Was it a drive by? Was right. it purposeful? Yes. Did they announce it? Did they ask? Mm-hmm. So, the night before, you know, you know, you're going, it's Thanksgiving, you do a twist out, it's nice. Mind <laughs> you. Yes, as one does. <laughs> I did the big chop like two years ago in February. So my hair is like long at this point. Uh-huh. And it is, I mean, it was on fleek, I'm not going to lie, it was looking good. Okay. So we get there to the house and like, I've met them before. We've been dating for like a little less than a year at this point. So I've met them before, but I've never met his nephew before. So uh, his nephew's like 12. Uh, and he, <laughs> oh, you get it. You get where this is going. So the nephew's like 12. There's nothing that terrifies me he, more than like a 12-year-old white boy. <laughs> I know. I, they no, have no sense though. of boundaries or impulse nothing. control. It's like anything Zero. can happen at any time. He also like made it very apparent that like he for sure had a crush on me. I don't know oh. if that's because he had never seen a black person before. Oh. And like I was like new to him oh or no he's gonna have a lifetime of chocolate fantasies all because of I, know. I know i know so, so we get done eating and i am sitting on like my boyfriend's lap on a chair mm-hmm. and my back was to the room and wow. then the first mistake nephew, <laughs> yeah, never sit with your back to a room put, full of white I people put girl my with guard your down out. i put my guard down i know never put a twist out so, <laughs> so accessible never to the put back. a twist out to the back of the room anyway so i'm my back's to the room and all of a sudden i feel no hands in my hair no <laughs> so, i feel so the like, jaws music in my head <laughs> yeah it was like so I turn around and I'm like, Tyler, <laughs> did you want to touch my hair? Is that what we're doing today? We're touching each other's hair. Ooh, I <laughs> love then, a good. Is that what right. we're doing? Oh, really? Is, <laughs> is this that what, it what is? we're doing today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it. And at this point, I like turn back to my boyfriend who like we've had this conversation that you don't touch someone's hair. You uh-huh. kind of have a pass because you're dating me. So, like, my hair is okay to touch. Mm-hmm. Other people's hair, 
not okay to do this. Listen, I believe, <laughs> I believe that the Bible says, train up a white man in the way that he should go. <laughs> exactly. Right? So I'm, we're, we're learning. We're it. learning. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. So is this a thing he had done before? Was this like new the knowledge nephew? to him? No, 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 no. Your boyfriend. Spike. Oh, he, no, like, as it was happening, he was like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> you could see in his face, like, what is happening? I'm so uncomfortable Why, by what is oh, going on. No. This is not an okay thing Was this thing the first time on. he was witnessing a brown woman get her hair touched? So, funny, other story that we can bring up. We were in the bar, like, three months ago. And this very drunk other white nope, lady nope, comes up. Nope. No, like, no... Um, like no warning at all. Hands up at 90 degrees, <laughs> at 90 degrees, just coming at me. Straight that for the hair. That's a flyby, I would <laughs> say. Slow, no, it was slow motion. There was no drive-by. There was, oh, it was slow motion no. intentional. So I'm like, she made eye so contact I, and shot you. Yes. And she's like, and it was like, she was speaking slowly. She's like, it's, so pretty. And you were like, like no. I, like, no. <laughs> I also put my hands at 90 degrees and grab her by the wrist Ooh. and just lightly Ooh. placed her hands back by her side. Okay. Said, Girl, we're, yes. We're not going to do that. <laughs> That's not something we're going to do. I like this. I like this. Okay, so. So he had witnessed this before in action. Right. Yes, he had witnessed this before and he knew that, that I had physically grabbed someone before so he was a little nervous like You're <laughs> she about to fuck up my cousin <laughs> pray for Tyler <laughs> hashtag pray for Tyler <laughs> right. he's about to be a hashtag so then, yeah so then he's like so you can see that all of this is happening this is like in a matter of five seconds so then his mom was like well what does it feel like oh, <laughs> and I'm like no no. Wait, she asked no, no, no. she asked Tyler what it feels like or you? She asked her son Tyler what it felt like. Wow. She was like, what does it feel like? Like I'm literally a sheep in a petting zoo who cannot answer yes, this question herself. Exactly. Wow. Listen, the thing so that I came about, like, don't I talk about like, me like I'm not in the room. I could <laughs> exactly, never, right. never get over that. Okay. Right. So finally I was just like, Well, I, I guess you all have been wondering, so I'm going to open this up for the next five seconds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so my God. You guys God. can get this all out of your system. Wait. I'm going to be around for some time. Oh, my God. Wait. Yo. <laughs> you better hold court. <laughs> so, wait, did you let so, them touch your hair or just, like, fill out all their questions? Like, what happened in this five seconds? Oh, I let them touch it. Wow. I said, you, can, you may touch it. Girl, you love him a lot. I know. I, I know, right? He better, Spike, right. Spike, you better be, right. you better, Spike. <laughs> yeah. You better. You better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah, so I did that. And the thing that I hate when people touch your hair, like the thing, like I bet you can guess the statement that is the worst statement to ever be said. What is it? It's, it's so it's soft. It's so soft. Yeah. It's like, what so were you soft. expecting? Yeah, like, what did you think it was going to feel right. like? It's hair. Oh, my God. It's not barbed wire. Right. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt my yes. hair. You are human. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You have hair just like me. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen. We're not that different. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe we're both the same. Black people, they're yeah. just like us. <laughs> Alex, oh my gosh, be like me. (laughs) So two things: number one, you are a fantastic sport. Yeah, you the real MVP to get that close to your brain. Thank you. And two, thank you for sharing this story with us. Oh my gosh, I am so happy to be talking to you. You guys are awesome. Oh, so are you. And listen, girl, keep your head up out there in Omaha.
Bundle oh, up. I got this. I got this. Don't worry. All right. We find a few people that look like us. We give them the nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pros. So, uh, okay, I'm I'm not going to worry about you then because you got it. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Have a happy holiday. Yeah, you too. Yeah, have a great life, Spike. Get yourself together. <laughs> no, there Tyler's got to get it. Oh, wait, I mean Tyler. Shout out to Spike. Yeah. <laughs> you Spike know is good. Tyler, on the other hand, hey, we got it. We're we raising them up in the way you should go, you know? Listen, praise, <laughs> praise. Okay, so I have never really thought about what a citizen's arrest is useful for. I mean, I already know. But I feel like a useful iteration of it could be you are witnessing a person's hair about to be touched. Oh my gosh. It's happening before you. And so you like dive in to make it stop. You just yell (laughs) and dive. You yell no, but also citizen's arrest. (laughs) If someone's like, wait, I'm about to be arrested. There are consequences for touching someone's hair. Oh my God, heaven! What if we started a web series where we are natural hair touching police, (laughs) (laughs) and we just walk around citizens arresting people at like bars? You call us. Call us. We'll be there. Listen, I don't know who this lady is, but she keeps talking to me about the wire, and I think she's gonna touch somebody's (laughs) hair tonight. Be ready. We're on our way. (laughs) Banana dun dun dun. Hair cops. Heaven, guess what time it is? Tana Basal Run. Oh, Tana Basal Run. Tana Basal Run. Um, can, can I? Can you hear any of the syllables in that? <laughs> no, Tana that's why I love. How you spell it? Listeners, if you know how to spell Tana as a round, let us know. Okay, my round, I would like to go first because I'm so excited. Okay, I'm listening. I would like to buy a round for our producers here on the show, Nina Paduck and Chiquita Pascal. Listen, a thing that I want to happen in 2017 is we should be profiled. And, like, when I say we, I mean, like, the pod squad mm-hmm. as a whole. Because, yes. like, Facts. when we're speak in meetings. I'm going to speak on it. I'm going <laughs> to do it. But when we're in meetings together, sometimes it feels like I'm just, like, there as a spectator watching. And I'm watching, like, all the ideas that people are throwing out. And, like, Nina makes the best terrible puns (laughs) and Chiquita is just like I described her once as just like a ray of sunshine with an afro and everybody is so smart and so fun and they make they really make coming to work for me like a real blessing me I had some mad job this is not a mad job this is a good job good people so much (laughs) Um, but no they're they're great and I'm glad that they're here Nina I'm glad you're here Oh, Pawn Squad. Pawn Squad. Pawn Squad. Who are you putting around? You know who I'd like to buy around for? Me. Tracy, it is you. Shut up. I'm not joking. Are you lying to me? I'm not joking. Kevin, you're just doing this because you need to get back at me for all the times I've made you cry in the studio. Okay, maybe. Rude. <laughs> no way. I was just thinking about how much it is It is very difficult to have a friendship and working friendship with someone like a business relationship and a friendship like that is a, a feat there's literally no one else in the world i'd rather do that with than you tracy i feel like not only do you bring out the best parts of me this is too much <laughs> oh my god like not only can i point to exact moments when i was like wow tracy just made me a better human right here in this oh moment. my what are you stop it <laughs> i'm bad at this like obviously there are moments i can point to that are like wow tracy improved my life but I do feel like I hadn't really thought about what we can achieve together mm. until we were apart. And then when God we were back together, it. I was like, wow. All right, give me a tissue. 
it, it was beautiful. It, it was just sort of like a a clarifying moment mm. of like I knew we were dope. I knew you were dope. Oh my gosh. I knew we could do dope things together, but there's nothing quite like making magic with you. I just carry you with me everywhere I am. Heaven Louise. I love you so much, Tracy. I love you too. All right, now everybody start weeping. I love you so much. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, it's time to cry my way through credits. Are we ready? We ready. Thank you so much to all our callers. We appreciate y'all so Yo, much. for real. It is um, hard to share your family with other people sometimes. It is. And also, it's hard to live with families. Listen. Families are a lot. So, so thank you for being our chosen family. Oh, my gosh. When You're right. your family sometimes is not enough. Yeah, when they're a little too human for you. And thank you for still working on them. Yeah. And not giving up. And take care of yourselves, too. As you're dealing with all this stuff and supporting everybody else, take care of yourself. Mm. Shout out to the Poet Squad. Poet Squad. <laughs> Is this how we're going to say Poet Squad? <laughs> Thanks to the Poet Squad. Julia was an astounding no. <laughs> yeah, no. So shout out to the Poet Squad. <laughs> I like that one. Poet Squad. This episode was produced by Julia Ferland and Nina Potok with editorial oversight from Eleanor Kagan and Meg Kramer and production support by our very own Ray of Sunshine with an Afro, Chiquita Pascal. Thank you to Paul Ruiz at Argo Studios and also to Ivan Koreev with the assist who helped us out today. Um, also, thanks to our big head of friend Gene Demby of NPR's <laughs> Code Switch and of PostBougie.com, which he didn't shout out. That's thanks, fine. big head. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, follow him on Twitter and read all of read all of the stuff and the things. You know he be tweeting. You know he be tweeting. <laughs> he be tweeting. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> thank you to our in-house musicians Jean Gray you can follow her at Jean Greasy and Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan you can follow him at Don Will follow Heaven who tweets as Heaven Rants on Twitter Heaven like the place in the sky Heaven you know what I'm always fascinated by it's how many people don't know how to pronounce your actual name it's like people heaven. in our it's real lives who have been like your name's been Heaven all this time it's true <laughs> Shout out to Brokey McPoverty. Yeah. Who shall be broke no longer hey, in man. 2K17. Listen, claim it. Claim it. Putting also, it buy us stuff from our Amazon wish list. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made one yet, but I'm going to. I've been really, really inspired lately. Uh, I love mine. I can't wait to see yours in this scientific-ass jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> um, hit us on the bus, hey. y'all. You can email us at another round. You can tweet us at another round. You can Facebook us at another round. All of the things at another round. You can rate us on iTunes and nominate us for all the prizes. Especially a Pulitzer. I don't Is even know if they can do? give them to podcasts, but yes. I mean, we'll never know until we try. Right? Exactly. Right. You know who taught us that? Who? You. What? <laughs> You're the first person to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that answer again. Oh, my God. Subscribe to the newsletter. It's so good. It turns Tracy into Cookie Monster. It's so good. That's <laughs> Newsletter! You can subscribe at BuzzFeed.com slash another round slash newsletter. What else? Drink some wine to take your meds. Call your person. Call your person. Call your person. Yeah. Also, in the newsletter, we're going to put a bunch of resources that have helped oh. us with family dynamics, identity stuff, just so people have a place to just get started. Sounds good. We all have families. We weren't all born knowing what cisgender means. Yeah. We all got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. You got it, y'all. Bye. Bye. Goodbye to everyone except Tilda Swinton. <laughs> to which I say, good day. <laughs> I said, good day, Tilda. Good day.